and welcome back to Minuteman Media. Today, I'm recording on January 16th, 2021, uh, a day prior to the UMass at Fordham game. And uh, basically, I'm here to to pretty much give my thoughts on the Rhode Island game, a quick little, quick little thoughts on that, and then preview uh, tomorrow's road game uh, against Fordham. So to start um, against the... I guess we'll start with the URI matchup. UMass did defeat URI for the first time, and it's felt like forever, um, Wednesday night, 82-78 in overtime. Um, as great as this win sounds without actually really knowing what happened, um, it was not that pretty of a win at times. So UMass held a 15-point lead at some time, in the second half, I want to say it was around 13 minutes left. I would say it was around 13 minutes left. UMass held a 15-point lead. Hold on a second here. Um, yeah, so it's 10 minutes. It's as low as 12, 10 minutes left. Ryan DeGray made a free throw to make it 59-44. Um, and then Trey Mitchell got into foul trouble, and we kind of we, we really struggled uh, to stop their three-point attack there. Um, but at the end of the day, we got the win. We beat Rhodey for the first time in a long time. And it, it was a good win. As, as bad as we played for probably those last eight minutes, um, it, was, it was a good win for the program. And it moved them to 3-1 and one in Atlantic 10 play. Um, Ryan DeGray had a career day. He had 21 points in 42 minutes. So he really, really went all out there. Played 42 of 40 five minutes in that game um he had 21 points trey mitchell had 16 carl pierre had 15 fernandes had 10 and javon garcia had nine off the bench now it was a good win and rhode island what we did good okay before i get so negative before we what we did good against rhode island was we we pressed and we created a ton of turnovers we had a uh, we had a lot of steals uh, in that game today. We had 16 steals against Rhode Island on Wednesday night, um, and we we forced Rhode Island to be uncomfortable with the ball constantly, uh, and it proved to um, it proved that it it affects them and their shot taking ability, shot making ability as well for parts of the game. Um, so the press was very very good, uh, and I mentioned that we would need to press smartly. And we needed to have the press work in order for us to beat Rhode Island um, on the episode before. Um, an interesting note was um, Debaji Walker started the game because Kyra McCrory and DeAndre Dominguez are out. And we don't really know the reason why. I suspect it's grades because nobody else can talk about it. And I think the NCAA has a rule with uh, explaining why they're out because of grades or whatever. I'm assuming it's grades uh, with McCrory and Dominguez. Um, so Debaji Walker did get the start. He had four points and he shot 0 for 6 from 3, 2 for 8 from the field. But he was a really strong and impactful defensive player. He had four blocks and a steal um, on Wednesday night. So I look for him to start again against uh, Fordham, who is a undersized team. And Debaji Walker is pretty much playing the small forward position um, at six foot nine. So that definitely adds length against um, a Fordham team that's pretty short. So now let's talk about uh, this game against Fordham. Now, the line tomorrow is 7.5 for UMass, which is, I think that's appropriate. 
Um, that's a that's a pretty good. I, I would put the line around there. I'd probably put it around nine, more than seven and a half, but seven and a half I can deal with. Um, Fordham is a really really good defensive team, but they are a horrific offensive team. Um, Fordham is just one and four. Um, and they've they've looked they looked really bad in their first two games, but they've they've started to pick it up. Um, they competed with Bonnie for a little bit, only lost by fourteen to them at home, and it is in Fordham, so uh, Fordham will have some some home court advantage there, no no matter fans or not. Um, so my three keys um, to to be successful against this Fordham team, I obviously we are just by far hands down the um, better basketball team on Sunday. Um, talent wise, but it, it does depend on who plays better. So my first key and most important is to get Trey going again. Not that Trey has been necessarily playing bad. He's just not been playing, uh, you know, what we're used to up to his ability of the uh, 20 points per game that we've seen for, for a long time. And I think it's important for him to get back going, especially against a team like Fordham where, um, you know, he can take advantage. And I think he needs to take advantage uh, on sa- on Sunday my next key is to press, press, press. Fordham is not a great offensive team, and I think we can get away with um, a lot of double teams that could create turnovers. They're not going to make us pay like Rhode Island did sometimes with the press or like any team, any other teams in the Atlantic 10. So I think pressing this game is huge. I think it's something that we do need to do. And finally, this might be our most important thing, not getting Trey going, but can't give in to Fordham's um, slow style of play uh, plus the defense. So Fordham um, is, you know, all of their games are in the 60s and 50s, and that is unlike UMass, um, especially this year. And Fordham will always slow you down. They don't run in transition very well. They run, you know, really slow sets. Um, and their their defense is always good every year, so they slow uh, teams that they play down as well. And I just I, I hope the kids don't get discouraged tonight or sorry tomorrow um, of how poorly the scoreboard might reflect how they're playing. Um, as long as they can get this win, an A10 win on the road, and put them to four and one in conference is what you need. It's what you need, and it's. It's, it's crucial that we don't give in to how bad it looks like we're playing right now rather and then how we're actually playing. So if we, if, we can sh- if we can press and create turnovers, I think this Fordham game isn't too close. But if our press does not work, I, anything can happen. Fordham Fordham's always a pain to play. It's a team you don't like playing, though they are normally the worst team every year. They are a pain to play because of how slow their team is and how how good their defense is every year. Um, again, if we win tomorrow, we will be tied for the Atlantic for top of the Atlantic Ten as we are right now with St. Bonaventure at four and one. And you've set yourself up at four and one. You you, you should be five and zero oh in the conference, and you know that should have beat George Mason. Uh, and then you got a gauntlet ahead of you. So I, I'm assuming this St. Louis game on Wednesday is going to be canceled. Um, but we are scheduled to play number 24, St. Louis, at Mullins on Wednesday. Then um, follow, the following Sunday, we play uh, home against Davidson, who is always a always a tough game for us. But I wouldn't mind uh, a week planned uh, Davidson ahead at home with how good our offense has been. 
I think this will be uh, that'll be a close game regardless. I don't think it'll be a repeat of what how we normally play against Davidson. Then we play VCU on the road, extremely tough game, and we play George Mason on the road. Hopefully, we can get some revenge there. But uh, what I'm saying is, we're four and one now, but that could turn into four and five really quickly. So we need to uh, we need to gain some momentum here. A big win would I think would be huge um, for UMass to get their confidence up to uh, possibly upset the number 24 team in the country because we always play St. Louis well. That's all I got for this episode. UMass, pretty much they got to um, got to press, got to get Trey going, and if, if we make shots, we'll definitely, definitely come out victorious Sunday. Um, that's all I got. Uh, let, let's, let's go Minutemen. Thank you if you've stayed this far, and uh, go UMass.